Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called How to Praise and Worship. And our text verse is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And yesterday we began on the sacrifice of praise. What is the sacrifice of praise? Well, two things. We find in the scripture we just read that it's the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. And then secondly, we find out it's the voice of those who will in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 11. Let me read that to you. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the voice of those who will say, praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endures forever. And of those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, for I will cause the captives of the land to return as at the first, says the Lord. So the sacrifice of praise is the fruit of our lips giving thanks. That's out of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. And it's the voice of those who will say, praise the Lord of hosts, for the Lord is good, for his mercy endures forever. And those who will bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And that's out of Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 11. The sacrifice of praise. In the Old Testament, they offered the sacrifice of animals. But in the New Testament, we offer the sacrifice of our praise. So I like to quote a living sacrifice as meaning the voice of those who will. And it's the voice of those who be. And what do I mean by that? Where our living sacrifice is not something we do, rather it's something we are. It's who we are. It's our life and every part of it. Whether we're in a crowd or completely alone or whether it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 3 o'clock in the morning. Whether we are in good times or bad times. And like Paul stated, whether we are in abundance or suffering need. You see, praise is alive. A living sacrifice of praise is just that. It is living. Philippians chapter 4 verses 12 through 13 says, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And Paul says in verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, how did he do it? Remember, it's the voice of those who will. It's the voice of those who be. Paul was a living sacrifice of praise. To hear Paul in action 
with his sacrifice of praise, I would recommend you reading 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 22 through 33, and chapter 12, verses 1 through 10. What an example of a living sacrifice of praise. What is praise? Praise is to make a show, to boast, to rave, and to celebrate. Well, what is worship? Worship is to reverence, honor, and serve God, to bow down and humbly beseech. Psalm 29.2 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And Psalm chapter 95, verse 6 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. And then I love Psalm 99, verse 5. It says, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. And as we started this series, I mentioned the three tenses of praise being post-praise, present praise, and pre-praise. Post-praise, praising God for what he's done. Present praise for praising God for what he's doing. Pre-praise by praising God for what we know he promises to do for us through his word. Well, I see three tenses or times in worship also. I call them one worship, wonderful worship, and wonder worship. Let me explain. I see one, W-O-N, worship as past tense. It's when we thank the Lord for the victory. We've already won. Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 through 2, show us a great example of one worship. It says, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. I call that one worship, W-O-N. Why? Because through the power of God, we won. And the second tense I have for worship is wonderful worship, and that's in the present tense. You could say it this way, Lord, you are wonderful. We find an example of this in Psalm 107, verses 21 through 22. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Yep, wonderful worship is just simply praising God for how wonderful he is. It's present tense. And then I have the third I call wonder worship, W-O-N-D-E-R. It's future tense. It's you are more than enough. Now, you may wonder how it's going to happen, but you know he's more than enough. There's a great example of this in Exodus chapter 15, verse 11. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? And then I have a fourth that includes them all. I call it multi-tense worship. That's M-U-L-T-I hyphen T-E-N-S-E, multi-tense. I find a great example of that in the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verses 16 through 17. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. Well, the most difficult giving of thanks are pre-praise and wonder worship. Why? Because they take place before the answer, before the deliverance, before the provision, and before the healing manifests. Have you ever lifted your hands to the Lord all the way up? 
Have you ever given a shout to the Lord? Have you ever danced before the Lord? Have you ever kneeled before the Lord? Have you ever laid on the floor prostrate before the Lord? Have you ever clapped your hands unto the Lord? Have you ever been silent before the Lord? Have you ever done any of these things in private? Have you ever done any of these things in public? If not, now is the time to learn. Go ahead, stand up and lift your hands. Right now, all the way up, I got my hands up. Doesn't that feel great? Now try all of the other options. But remember, it's not what you do, but who you are. Whatever you do should be in spirit and in truth. This is not a show or entertainment. It's worship. John chapter 4, verses 23 through 24. But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Yes, the hour is right now. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15, our text scripture. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Let's talk about this in spirit and truth. What is in spirit and in truth? Well, this is referring to John chapter 4, verses 23 through 24, which we just read. And I believe it speaks to who we are or who we be (laughs) all the time. It's more than what we do every now and then. Let's read it one more time. John chapter 4, verses 23 through 24. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. In spirit and in truth is not difficult to understand, and it's what the Father is seeking. The original Greek word for spirit is pneuma, P-N-E-U-M-A. This same Greek word is used for the spirit, capital S, which stands for the spirit of God, and the spirit, small s, which stands for the spirit of man. Why? Simply because we are created in his image. God is a spirit, which is what verse 24 says, and man is a spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we refer to three-part man, we are referring to his spirit, his heart, his soul, or his mind, and his body, which is his skin, muscles, and bones. Although using our mind and body in worship is necessary and helpful, God is seeking our worship to originate from our spirit, our heart, and in truth, meaning that which is sincere. We are a spirit. That's who we be. Well, pardon my English. We have a soul, a mind, and we live in a body, which is our flesh. When God says he's seeking our worship to be in spirit, He's not referencing our soul or body, although it may include them. He wants our worship to be an action of our heart, spirit to spirit, or we could say heart to heart, our heart to his heart. It's more than just words or a physical hug or touch. Another meaning for in spirit can be worship with zeal, passion, courage, energy, boldness, attitude, and fire. Again, it's a lot more than the mere words, I love you. Think of it this way. The wife asks, do you love me? The husband responds, yeah, I love you. 
Well, there's really no way to tell from those words whether the husband really meant it or not. But one thing is for sure, the wife knows. How? By the spirit in which the words were spoken. And God doesn't just stop at the words in spirit. He adds, and truth. The word truth means true or in truth, not merely verbal, but in sincerity and integrity of character. Truthfulness. It's the complete opposite of false or fake. It's from our heart, in truth, and it's not just lip service. And here's my favorite definition of the word truth. It's the content of that which is true and thus in accordance with what actually happened. It's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And when truth happens, it's what actually happened. And it's what the Father is seeking. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Well, once again, our time is up. So please come back tomorrow, same time, same place, same channel. I look forward to it as we continue in our series titled, How to Praise and Worship. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.